Hello and welcome. And you'll be pleased to know we've run out of pumpkin spice. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. Not this really. is fake announcer guy uh-huh. saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts for the Selling on eBay radio show. Thank you again for joining us. It's a, a busy show in front of us. Sherry, what do we have this week? eBay has announced the seller check-in. It's on the 16th, and we have a preview of some of the announcements. Yes, spoiler coming up. And also, I have officially got proof that eBay is blocking my sales. Numbers to follow. Changes announced to feedback presentation on the site. Oh, doesn't sound like good news. All that coming up in this week's edition of the program. Meanwhile, we ask, how's your week going? Is it a busy quarter four in Colorado? Well, starting last week, a bunch of equipment sold big equipment. Yeah. So I'm like, is this the rest of my career? I hope so. Yeah, very good. Uh, meanwhile, it's yeah, pretty busy here. Don't normally get much of an uplift in quarter four. Most of my stuff's pretty sort of industrial. But occasionally, some years, you do get a bit of a boost towards the end of the year. And that seems to be happening at the moment because my October was at least 50% more than uh, September. And it still seems to be keeping on going, which means that often that means that everybody out there that would buy my stuff is being given guidance by their finance people that they're in for a very rough year ahead. And if they want to get anything bought, this year is the year to do it because mm. next year is going to be harder. That's usually what it means. So uh, sorry to be a downer, but uh, <laughs> my shopper seem to be saying we better spend now because we ain't going to have any money next year. Who knows? Let's enjoy it while it lasts. Very good. I don't know what about you, Sherry. I've noticed so many of these wretched AI-created descriptions coming my way as I try and buy things on eBay. I hate them. They're pretty I, I obvious. They're so boring. I don't want... They're frustrating. I just want the information. I don't want to read all this gobbledygook. Right. I mean, they're not doing any favors. They're not very good at selling things. And it just makes you, A, look like you're lazy and that you don't know anything about the product other than what some made-up stuff comes out of the computer. And to me, that's just now becoming a red flag in terms of a purchasing choice. Someone who does that is is going to be more likely to cause you problems and have to return something than if they actually sat down, looked at the item and spent 10 seconds writing a couple of lines of text. Yeah. So there you go. Agreed. Anyway, um, enough moaning about that. Uh, by the way, if you're in Orlando and we, you know, some people are. Uh, do come and join us. Uh, we're having one of our little informal meetups on Monday night. That's the 6th of November uh, at the Firebirds Bar and Grill. We'll be there from about 5.30 onwards. Usually we're there till, well, <laughs> 8 if we're having a couple of beverages. Uh, you're very welcome at any point to come and join us. So that's Monday the uh, 6th in the evening at uh, Firebirds. If you want to find out details about the event, uh, meetup.com will have the information. If you're not a member, just put in Orlando is the place and eBay is the subject and you'll you'll find our listing. Alternatively, uh, we're also posted on the eBay site. That's sellerevents.ebay.com. Are you hosting anything recent in the near future? I am. So if you're closer oh, to Boulder, yeah. we are having our next seller meetup on November 14th. And that's at the Windfall Bar and Grill because everything, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that is a bar and grill. Usually it's brewing company because everything in Colorado is a brewing company. We had fun, though, at our first official meeting after the kickoff party. Our first one was last week. And there was just a small group of us. And we had a blast. Mm -hmm. I had listed it as trivia night. 
but it turned out to be bingo night. <laughs> and nobody nobody minded actually they they thought bingo was more fun and it was even interrupting our conversation because we were just so busy talking it, it was it, it's a lot of fun and we hope you can be there if boulder's anywhere close to you okay. so that'll be on november 14th a couple of meetups so orlando and boulder and indeed if you want to find out about other ones that are maybe near you if you're uh, in the wider audience then uh, the seller events.ebay.com is a pretty good place because most of us post our events right there plus other places according to our preferences so there you go all right in the news this week sherry uh sneakers your yeah. favorite subject Oh, yes, of course. Well, important changes to photo requirements. You have to have at least five pictures. Ah. That's it. That's the that's the whole Which news there. Which presumably is the beginning of that being kind of enforced elsewhere, do you think? I mean, why would you just single out sneakers and say that only applies probably. there? They're probably just starting there. And as we've discussed, it seemed that like the top 10% of search results, for example, for women's tops had at least six photos on the um, eBay listing quality report that yeah. we talked about. All right. Uh, that's sneakers then. Uh, also, and this is something I think they're going to talk about perhaps at the next seller check-in call, which we'll give you some details of a bit later on. I think it was it was on the discussion boards. People were trying to work out what on earth was going on with the way that feedback is now displayed on the site. And I ran into this and I, I couldn't work out what was going on because usually, you know, you know, they have that separate panel now where they kind of scroll you down the bottom of the page when you really want to see the whole feedback scenario and they show you three selected pieces of feedback, which is not always, you know, the most representative, but there we are. And I was seeing some really old feedback <laughs> that, that was from months and months ago. And I know I've got ones that are more recent than that. And I couldn't work out what was going on. Is this some people were reporting this as a glitch and why were they showing old feedback? Well, apparently what they're going to say at the seller check-in is this is some new idea they've come up with that they claim is going to boost your sales, like everything they always say. And the idea is they're going to try and surface the feedback that is the most relevant to the buyer and the purchase that they're making by some, some tortuous logic process. Hey, you know what? If they accomplish that, that's great. Unless they notice it's six months old and well, think that, that your last sale was six months ago. I don't know. I, I'm trying to work out whether this is good or bad or neutral. Let's say I got sick for a while and there was a run of bad feedback. Personally, I would just like a historic timeline view because then with a bit of diligence on my part, I could probably move that stuff down to page two, page three, and it would just disappear. Yeah. Having eBay making the decision that, oh, by the way, we're going to dredge up from your further past your <laughs> transgressions and present them to your buyers may not be the best outcome for me as a as a seller. So I, I don't know. I think I would just prefer not to have some machine sit there and try and figure out what's what's best. I'd rather just go with my history for better or for worse. Yeah, I like it being in, by time as well, but... We'll see if this is uh, helpful. So I don't I know. Anyway, so they'll talk about that. If you have a view, uh, you're very welcome to get in touch. You can do that through our little website. That is sellsellsell.online. So that's feedback being sorted by relevance in the news this week. And uh, standard envelopes, Sherry. Yes. Yeah, so eBay started the standard envelopes for shipping trading cards. Oh, yeah. But now they're expanding it to patches, stickers, decals, and greeting cards. Hmm. 
So that's exciting. I can't remember how much it is. It's like a dollar something. It's an interesting product because it doesn't, I think, rely on actual physical acceptance or delivery scans. I think what eBay does is it tees into e the post office's internal scanning mechanism that gives them gives you lots of data that you don't see on the public site. And I think that, for example, mm. that will show a package's transition through the system. Internally, the USPS has photographs a lot of stuff that goes through. Maybe they can see that as well. It probably goes up to the point at which it's scanned as going out for delivery that morning. Mm. And I think they just take a, a risk, an, a view that if it's scanned for going out for delivery in the morning, there's about 99.2% chance it'll get there and there won't be a dispute. And then it's just a mathematical process that they figure every a small percentage may be declared as not having arrived and they wouldn't dispute those. So it's sort of a, a risk management exercise. And that's probably why they think it's like $20 maximum on it. There's no, it's not. Yeah, which makes sense because all these new categories that you don't, I don't think those would be more than $20. Mm-hmm. So uh, standard envelopes expanded, and a lot of people have been mm. asking for that. So that'll go down well. I think it's a little flaky as a product, but it seems to be sort of getting there bit by bit. Yeah. And then the other new thing yes. is, which is exciting to a lot of people, is now they're going to have combined shipping for international shipping. And you got invited to be on, because it's kind of rolling out slowly, I think, this one. And you got the invitation to be part of the program? Yes, I, I did, didn't I? Did I send that you sent to you? Well, I didn't oh, get good. it. So. I, okay. So, yeah, I thought I did. Okay. And this is great. This is after me taking a week with an international buyer, having her buy them and not pay for three things. And then I created one listing with the three things and then canceled all of her other sales. That's the alternative. So I am so excited for combined international shipping. We'll see how it works. And I would suspect what they're doing is they're onboarding people that are very good about putting weights and dimensions into their listings. That's I do the, have weights and dimensions in every listing. Because that's yes. the thing that makes this thing very difficult for them. And I think the figure 70% was mentioned in some meeting or other. I think they said 70% of eBay listings, or at least people that are trying to participate in eBay international shipping maybe, have not got accurate weights and dimensions in there, and that makes things really difficult because mm. on a single item, eBay just takes a punt and says, well, worst case, this T-shirt's, you know, 10 by 10 by 10 and two pounds. Yeah. And they just jack up the rate to a ridiculously high rate that they can't lose money on it. Okay, also, we talked last time, Jerry, about the downloading your eBay data report and all the fun and games you can have with that. I'm... Wondering whether people have now downloaded their report. By all means, let us know uh, whether you found the content useful. Was it earth-shattering to find out things such as your order history for a number of years, your DSR scores as awarded by your buyers, all that sort of stuff? Uh, you can leave us a voicemail if you like. That's uh, 1-833-EBAY-723 if you want to uh, comment on that one. And uh, you've been playing around moving on to something else with different ways of setting up promoted listings. Yes, I'm, I use the dynamic automated. Actually, I should be calling it automated mm. because uh, dynamic works differently, even though the automated is dynamic. Anyway, I have rules set for my campaign that includes 1,500 of my listings where anything under a certain price, under $300, is included, and then I set a ceiling. 
but I had a piece of equipment I wanted to sell before I had to freight it and store it. So I was really pushing to sell that. And I thought, I'll set up a promoted listings campaign just for this mm. at a lower rate right. than my other items, since it's a lot of money. And the whole screen, when you go into promoted listings, looks different when you go to create a new ad campaign. So you have promoted listing standard, and it has a picture. And each one has a picture of how your ad, like where it will fall. Mm-hmm on the eBay site. So visually it's very interesting. And then to the right of that, it has promoted listings advanced and shows that that ad is at the top of the search results and then promoted display, which I haven't seen before, which is um, a promoted thing you can do to drive traffic to your store. I think that's the store one, isn't it? That they've yeah, sort of started to gently release. I mean, it's interesting because I think that up until this point, you've had to figure out for yourself what promoted, what type of promotion was appropriate for your item and then start with that workflow. And this is now bringing the whole thing together into kind of one portfolio view where you look at a listing and it says, okay, these are the different options you can do. And this is why it might make sense to do this versus that. You know, eBay is quite often divided into little fiefdoms where they all run their own little projects. And this is someone's tried to bring together these three different groups and sort of harmonize the way they communicate with the the lister. That's good. And I think that's probably a good thing. Let's talk about this thing about blocking, because this is a discussion I tried to have with some folks at eBay at the Reseller Remix. Lots uh-huh. of eBay people there, and they'll say, oh, that's very interesting. We'll get back to you on that. And it's gone a little bit. The crickets are still chiming in my ears at this point. Um, now, here's the issue. You can list stuff on the eBay US site, and they, they say, thank you very much. And by the way, we want you to export stuff and enable everything for eBay international shipping because we're trying to hit our targets by selling to all our partner countries. But the partner countries don't necessarily have to accept listings from eBay USA. And they seem to have quite widely differing approaches. And I don't really understand why there's this difference. So just to clarify, if I go to ebay.com and I just pull a page with, let's go to my store, I pull a page with all my stuff that I've got listed. I've got, let's say, 325, I think, today listed. And then if I go into the URL and let's say I replace the .com by .co.uk, So exactly the same string, but I'm now looking at the UK site. That Mm -hmm. 325 goes down to 15. It'll report 15 items. So over 95% of what I'm selling is not coming up easily accessible by UK buyers on their site. Is it it showing up under like other internationals or sold by international sellers? If they go to the listing and they find it directly, it'll say seller ships to your country, but contact the seller for a shipping price. Oh, is that because you're not in eBay's international shipping? My listings are a mixture of do-it-yourself international shipping and eBay international shipping. So both Mm. methods are applied. And, And it certainly, even if they said the whole of eBay international shipping was off limits. That wouldn't explain the 95% drop. That's so Now, disturbing. just for fun, if you replace the .co.uk and put .de, in other words, you're searching the German site, Yeah. Uh, about 75% of stuff is shown to the Germans. 
So what's new with the UK that's Don't causing know. this? If I put .au.com, that was the Australian site, 100% turns out. So... That's because Australia is always so nice. They're, they're nice people. They're fun. Yeah. They're. So I don't understand. And, and maybe if you've solved this problem, please, 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 please get in touch because this is driving me crazy. And because the, after Canada, UK would be my number two export market because mm-hmm. they're nice people. One of the theories that we were going through with the eBay guys is do these countries, the market people can have, they can say, well, we don't want this category coming into our country from the U.S. site. Mm. And if they said, I mean, I can understand why, you know, yeah, there's things like voltage differences and things like that that might explain oh. something. It doesn't count for 95%. And by the way, Germany is a 230-volt country. Australia is oh. a 230-volt country. You know, if... if so that doesn't It work. doesn't really account for the difference, in my view. So this is a current, an open question. And like I say, it's gone very quiet from the people that took this away and said, yeah, okay, okay, right back to you. Um the one theory was there was some new legislation in the UK that was labeling based. You couldn't bring anything in that was electrical without a whole new labeling regime. But this is all one of a kind used stuff. And it would be pretty unusual for a country that, by the way, had a big referendum on trying to open up the borders and get away with all this international red tape that we didn't like and be a more successful economy, by the way. Uh, to now have legislation that retroactively applies to used items from the 90s and the 2000s. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The two reasons, like there's some compatibility issues or there's laws, doesn't really compute to me. Mm. So I'm of the view that eBay, for some reason, and maybe it's just that someone's set something up wrong, but is blocking my sales to the UK big time. But the UK, it'll say, seller ships to your country, contact seller for... Shipping information. In other words, it, it it drops out of EIS. And because you can't do the hybrid of a mixture of do-it-yourself and EIS at the moment, ostensibly coming next year, it just goes into that contact the seller, which is the kiss of death in terms of sales because it won't appear in the search results because there's no mm-hmm. shipping to charge, so it doesn't know what to do with it. You just go into a black hole. So there you go. And most of this stuff, I think, is is a preview of what they're going to talk about on the uh, final seller check-in of this year, which is on the 16th, I think. On the 16th. Invites so, went out. So if you see that, it's it. they have a lot of news. I'll start giving you the preview. Uh, they're working to make eBay seamless and frictionless. Of course. And what that means, Unless for example. Unless you're in the UK, in which case you're out in the cold. Yeah, except for what we were just talking about. But... On the orders tab, filters are sticky. I've actually seen that in action because I do fairly frequently have to go to my yes. all orders tab and I always have to change it from buyer name or username to item title. Uh-huh. And I did notice this week it was already on item title. Hmm. I was a little confused. I'm like, oh, I don't have to change it. I could just put in my word and find my item. So that's an example there, it gets to know you, what you frequently have the setting at, and then just defaults to that. So in that way, that's really nice. What I would like them to do is in the web-based listing flow, that to be sticky. And remember that I want to see all the formatting options, including the show the HTML, without having to go through that nag screen that says, you don't really want to see this, do you? And I say, uh... yes, I do. And it's like, okay, well, here you are then. 
And he asks that every single listing. And I say, yes, I do want to see it every single listing. Well, here's an example of Sticky not being helpful is when I create a listing for a piece of equipment that mm-hmm. has freight, then I create another listing from a cell similar from one of the eBay sold listings, not mine. And let's say it's a Barbie outfit. Shipping sometimes comes up as freight first because mm-hmm. I previously chose that mm-hmm. on another listing. But, you know, if it's going to be sticky, let's try to use some artificial intelligence maybe for the fact that it's not a piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Other pieces of exciting news that they gave is that uh, when a portion of your listing sales is being donated to charity, so I have 10% being donated to a certain charity on mm-hmm. some of my mm. listings in my account. And it was horrible because I couldn't see the only reason I knew a donation had been made is I got an email from PayPal mm. saying that, thank you for donating to this. Then I had to go through about four steps to get the eBay item number mm-hmm. to then research what listing that was for. So talk about an accounting nightmare. <laughs> well, good news. Now it's going to show on your order details page. If you click on order details and um, from your sold listings. And it's also going to show on your transaction report uh, with your other fees. So that really is a big deal. And now all they need to do is make um, charity uh, editable in bulk. So I can now remove it from it's one of those consignment seller things, I think, isn't bulk. it? Where you, you have yeah. certain people that have certain stuff. Someone's doing it for charity, other stuff not. And it's, it's yeah. their money you want to give away, not your money you want to give away. Keep track of all that stuff. Exactly. Um, that's that's where I think it's, it's probably most relevant. So drafts are now available 75 days after the last date that you modified them instead of the date of creation. Now, I don't have drafts for 75 days, but I know people who do. Mm-hmm. And congratulations. This is making a lot of people happy. I yeah. know it. Uh, Also, automated offers to buyers is now showing on listings that it applies to on the active items screen. And you can preset automation rules by category or even time of year. I think I heard them say that. Mm -hmm. And then um, your coupons to prospective buyers. This was exciting. I thought this was good. Are going to show on Google. So how's that going to (laughs) work? I don't know. Bear in mind that the lady who runs the head of product, I guess it's seller experience at eBay is a former Google person. So ah, maybe this is this thing. is where she earns her keep and, and smooths the slightly bumpy trail between eBay and Google and makes things like this possible, which is perhaps why she's in that job, amongst other reasons, I'm sure. Also, they're including a sale tab in your storefront this is exciting, too, because when someone's in your store, they can click it and just take them to all the items on sale. Which would be 100% of my stuff, but that's just it's the way I work. Yeah. It's also 100% of mine as well. Okay, here's another one. Um, the new background remover tool powered by AI ah. is supposed to be really good. And I thought they said something about it a lot enabling you to swap out backgrounds. And then... Um, AI generative tool to create social posts. 
Moving which on. I will regard my <laughs> usual cynicism about AI. But to be honest, seeing as it's going to social media, I don't care because I'm never going to see it. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And you can knock yourself out with that one. Like I don't it. mind. You have my permission. <laughs> oh, and eBay for sellers is a new Instagram handle that Ditto. they have. So ta- <laughs> tag them in your posts. Yeah, I'll be doing that. Okay. Um, they talked about eBay fact, Open, didn't they? They, they gave yeah. us some feedback on eBay Open, which I think they were very pleased with how it went. Yes, there were more more than 11,000 people in attendance. And that's up. I think, think that was that's a little bit up on last year. Because they get like, I think they get 20, 18, 20,000 people that just express an interest. But they measure right. how many people actually turn up for at least one event or one one presentation in in the event itself. 11,000 is a pretty good number. Yeah, I know. Almost 1,000 were at your session. There you go. And that was a Friday was, afternoon. Everyone's got other things to do on Friday. They've got to get the stuff out before the weekend. And they had 23 seller-led sessions, and they said that those were the top-rated sessions were the seller-led sessions. They said good things about the keynote takeover. Did you see that presentation? No. They had three sellers doing the sort of the sort of final keynote rather than Jamie doing another return to stage. Or maybe he was there oh. at the beginning. I, I, it was a little bit lost on me. And I, I was doing something else at the time, but I, I didn't really follow it really. But anyway, it went down very well, apparently. So that's something okay. they might repeat in the future. Um, there we are. So that was good. And I, the thing is, though, that now they've got this formula where it was smooth. There was no technical glitches everybody could see everything the thing was streamed in high definition they seem to yeah. have a good vibe about the thing they've got a good sort of seller flavor of the whole thing you know they've got the thing dialed in pretty much right now so if you're thinking let's let's i wish we'd go back to las vegas in 2024 i don't think it's going to happen yeah they've they figured this thing out apart from anything else i mean they won't tell you exactly what the budgets are but you could start with a pencil on the back of an envelope and by the time you add up the cost of you know, strip hotels in in Las Vegas, the big names, and what they charge in terms of hundreds of dollars a day for delegates just for providing coffee if you want buffet meals and bars and things. That exponentially takes the price up. All the other stuff they do, you get to a figure... It quickly goes past ten million dollars for the event, and that's not, really? and that's not including the time of the customer service people that man the booths and things like that. That's just the cost oh of gosh. running something like that. Now, they haven't done one for a few years, and if they were going to do a big one, it would be like, I think, fifteen million to do it. Oh and there's only gosh, two, two and a half ridiculous. thousand sellers, so I have no idea what the virtual cost. Let's say it's two million. Um, two million to get eleven thousand people engaged versus let's say ten to fifteen million to get two thousand twenty five hundred people. You know the the economics are just overwhelmingly from eBay's point of view probably in favour of virtual is the best return and the most you're going to get I think in the future is some kind of hybrid event where the online is is a, is is the the main thing and then there's some sort of in person thing but I don't think it's going to be a full blown. Three days in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. unless they really want to splurge for their thirtieth birthday, which is twenty five. All right, so we'll look out for twenty. So if you're having a side bet with us, uh, we're on for a virtual in twenty twenty four and a hybrid virtual live twenty twenty five. But the odds of it being a full blown Las Vegas, I don't know. I mean, it'd be, because it'd be very expensive 
to take those those meeting rooms all the, and run them all live, that would add a lot of cost to it. It's an already expensive event, so I don't know quite how. They'd have to figure it out, but uh, um, it could be done, but I don't know. Is the will there to spend that kind of money? Who knows? So that's our, our, our sneak peek of what we think is coming up in the uh, final seller check-in. If you haven't got invite, I'm pretty sure you can get yourself on the list to attend just to go to seller events dot ebay.com right that's the the I think place so. to go get that information and uh, so that's uh, something for your diary for the uh, 16th of this month and that's very nearly it should we just quickly recap our respective meetups just because we'd sure. love to see you in person if you can make it so Orlando if you can get to Orlando on Monday the 6th of November we're meeting at Firebirds Bar and Grill 5.30pm full details at meetup.com or again at seller events.ebay.com and yours is where and when? Boulder, Colorado and it's at the Windfall at Orchard on November 14th and you can find that at sellerevents.ebay.com That's very good. Uh, If you want to stay in touch, find out more about us, you can do so through our website that's sellsellsell.online If you want to contribute Maybe send us a voicemail. You can do so through uh, 1-833-EBAY-723. And that's about it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. Philip Jackson here saying thank you very much indeed for your time this week. And Sherry Smith saying thank you so much for joining us. 